Welcome to Mina's Motivation Podcast. Thank you for clicking play. Yeah, seriously, you for clicking play. I appreciate it. Um, So this is a podcast that is going to give you my experience as a black female in America and just my Christian revelations as I continue on this wonderful walk of faith. Sit back, relax, and continue to listen. Hi, you guys. So I am so excited to share with you my Sunday vibes. Okay, so I'm going to try to do this every Sunday. Um, Just share with you a message or share with you some motivation that I learned today. um, Listening to some pastors. Usually every Sunday, I take some time to tune in to Freedom House. That's my home church right now. And then I also take a look at a different pastor from a different church that I've listened to or God just placed on my heart. So I'm excited for this segment. Stay tuned. Okay, y'all. So um, one thing that Pastor Penny said today was self-conviction brings about movement, which brings about change. Um, So As I go through just some of the talking points she mentioned, you can choose to take offense. I would hope you would choose not to, but the point is not to condemn people. But if you feel convicted by the Holy Spirit or yourself, um, that's necessary to change and grow. Um, One Bible verse that kind of like I live by is do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and some other stuff but the point is we don't want to conform to the culture or conform to the world okay so um pastor penny talked about how culture can attack our words so words like abortion um equate to a woman health care issue and if it's a woman health care issue that kind of disregards the man even though they're 50 percent Um, responsible for the child since they helped um, birth the child Um, so another one is unborn baby becomes a unviable tissue mass okay Um, so in the Bible it tells us that God hates when people like when innocent um, people are killed um, as it relates to humanity right Um, So when you say unviable tissue mass, you lose that consciousness towards it. Like you you can sleep better at night by saying, oh, yeah, you can go ahead and kill that unviable tissue mass, even though that is basically an unborn baby. Right. Strip club is more or less um, used in the culture terms as gentlemen's club, which I had a story where like. My god aunt literally said, yeah, I'm going to take you to the gentleman's club when you get 18. And I did not know what that meant. Um, My boyfriend actually enlightened me on that one today. So, yeah, gentleman's club sounds a little bit better than a strip club. It stings a little less, as Penny would say. Um, So when we think of gay marriage, um, you see the hashtag, hashtag love wins. And then, like, when you kind of go against homosexuality, it's more like well don't you want equality what about equal rights so when you challenge homosexuality many times christians are called bigots right 
And she gave an example of how she was telling a couple in our church who was having premarital sex to stop having sex. And then she um, kind of asked the question, does that make her a bigot? Does that make her um, a hater of homosexuality, heterosexuality or anti-heterosexual? And then like she talked about talking to a homosexual couple and saying, this isn't God's best for you. So like a lot of times it makes us Christians shut up and I will admit to that. Like I don't like getting into issues about homosexuality, transgender. I'm about like loving everybody, but I don't agree with your lifestyle, right? Loving and respecting and honoring everybody because God inevitably created everyone. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I can definitely understand that Christian silence. Um, swamps. But people mention it as delicate wetlands, illegal alien. Now we're calling them you undocumented immigrants and not necessarily them, just this name. Um, gender confusion. Um, this relates to, oh, you're not gender confused. You're just expressing how you identify. And she mentioned how the world has added so many different gender identification and orientations that you can be. Um, pornography is now adult entertainment and in this one she said so if you're if you watch porn instead of saying oh I watch porn that's bad I'm just entertaining myself because I'm an adult right so I think it's good for us to just look at the language that society is trying to feed us um the black lives matter statement is true right um but the organization in many ways is anti-God, anti-nuclear family. Um, she mentioned they were trained mar Marquise, which I guess that's market people maybe. But I actually did look up like the organization. And again, I'm going to respect and honor everybody. I don't agree with a lot of the things that organization stands for okay and I'm not trying to dishonor them I'm just telling you how I feel about certain parts of that organization not all parts are bad like I think we should be for giving teachers more money more resources focusing more on mental health you know um and then as she related to this one she talked about how Martin Luther King said I pray that one day it won't be white power or black power but it will be God's power and I think that's something as Christians we should work towards, right? Then she said um, pedophilia will is soon trying to become sexual orientation. And that love is love. Um, that's their hashtag that they're using. So a lot of times these hashtags are true. Love is love. But they're sometimes connected to organizations or other things that I think we should be mindful of, okay? Um, adulterous affair, um, that's basically um, in media, is being called an entanglement. So some of you guys know about that term from um, different outlets. A little girl is um, being seen as an underaged woman. So like, let's say somebody, like a pedophile, messes with little girls instead of saying he's messing with little girls we want to say he's messing with underage women and that kind of takes away the sting you know um 
So I think one thing that I like that she did is after going over all these words and what culture does to us to basically get us on their side, um, she gave she gave us ways to be mature Christians, okay? So she talks about what culture says and then how we can be countercultural, which I would even say that these are a part of God's culture, right? And it has to come a point where your maybe race culture, your culture as it relates to um, being male, being female, um, being rich, being poor, being middle class, all those are different groups and different cultures, right? So we have to begin to even negate some of the things in those cultures to be more aligned to God's culture. So listen into these. So culture tells us to reject correction and if you're um, very immature you may experience anger fear rejection shame resentment defensiveness be nonchalant or prideful when someone corrects you right this is legit my life sometimes i am becoming more mature but when i tell you some of the arguments i have with eric he's literally correcting me on how i don't always say what i mean and mean what i say and i literally went into this fear of like oh man he must not like me anymore I got angry so like we had this big argument because I didn't want to be corrected um the opposite of rejecting correction is to be teachable like God wants us to be teachable and one thing that Pastor Penny said was I don't want to be a know-it-all I want to be a learn-it-all like just embrace that I don't want to be a know-it-all I want to be a learn-it-all I just want to learn and just learn from other people, learn from God, all that. Culture wants us to be offended. So offended in her definition was holding on to annoyance, irritation, or anger. It's okay to be annoyed, irritated, and anger. But when you hold on to it, you basically become offended and you live an offensive or offended life, which you shouldn't do. Counterculture says don't live an offended life and be forgiving, okay? So take time to forgive those other, I don't even want to say other people, just forgive people in general, you know? Like, so you can move on with your life. Last night, I literally had to forgive like eight to nine people. I literally felt so much better. And it's like this resentment and this offense that I've held on to for so long. And I feel like that can lead to health issues. All right, the next thing I said, um, be forgiving. And one thing that I respect about Pastor Penny, just in knowing her more, she says that she assumes a benevolent motive, no matter if anybody offends her, right? So if you assume that, then it's easier for you to forgive. So like even when I think of like people who might offend me or like my in group, as you could say, maybe like I connect with black people because I am black, you know, if they offend us, um, I can see it as a learning opportunity, right? It might be they're ignorant. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they grew up cultured like this, you know? Um, so just knowing that and just teaching them the opposite way. Um... The next thing I will say is sometimes the culture wants us to dishonor and the counterculture or God's culture would say to honor people. 
So even though I don't like President Trump, I'm not going to defame him or like dishonor him as my leader, right? You might not like policies, but don't dishonor that person, you know? Um, the next one is worry. And this was very interesting because she basically broke down how media uses our fears. Like they used to use the sexuality of women like um in car shows and car commercials have the half naked women out there but fear sells even more so like when people are scared that they're going to get sick from covid they look on the news when people are scared that their kids might get shot up in school they look on the news right so i think they're feeding on our fears and sometimes they create fears i'm gonna look this up and you guys can too she mentioned listerine basically created a word um that was a bacteria inside your mouth and that had their cells going all the way up because people didn't want to have that bad bacteria in their mouth so i was like hmm let me look that up um next is the counterculture says to trust in god like literally trusting that everything's going to be okay trusting that everything's going to work out for our good like oh man and I think that level of trust and level of faith is why I love my verse. It's like, there will be trouble in the world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So if God has overcome the world and God is the way maker, miracle worker, all this stuff, I'm going to trust in him instead of lean into my worry as the world's culture may want you to, you know? um rebellious the culture says to be rebellious so go against authority um don't conform don't do this don't do this but the counterculture says submission right and submission has always seemed negative but she kind of put like a mental image in my head like under the mission so the mission is right here and i'm under the mission so i can uphold it you know and i think of that with god God has a mission for my life, so I need to be under so I can hold up my mission for him. Like, just picture that. So submission is not always, like, not speaking your mind and being a small little church mouse, you know? It's speaking your mind and being submitted to God and maybe even submitted to others that God called into um, different areas of authority. Um, but overall, it was a very good message. I think in some respects, it even convicted my own spirit um, because like the farther I am away from God, the closer I am with the world, right? And my goal is to be closer to God, closer to what he has called me to do, um, you know? So I hope this encouraged you. It definitely encouraged me. Check out this sermon on freedomhouse.cc um and you can find more there but yeah it was so lit like she went in and i'm glad that she gave a real sermon it's what we needed to hear and literally she said in the beginning this is the part that i didn't mention in the beginning she talked about how can we not be deceived the world is trying to deceive us the enemy the devil is trying to deceive us but how can we not be deceived you know and she said even in the bible it says to stop being deceived know your word and know and believe in the power of god so over the past two to three months 
I've been in my word, learning about my word, asking questions about my word, and I've experienced the power of God. So this message empowered me, you know? It didn't push me down. It didn't like make me, oh my gosh, I used to think like that. Let me condemn myself. No, no, it didn't. Because now that I know my word, I know how, and I'm working through how to live a more godly life, how to live a life more aligned with Jesus. So yeah, anyway, enjoy y'all Sunday, y'all. Bye.